0: Alright, well we are going live here. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to Bible Quest, the Tuesday edition where we uh, discuss The Bible and its relevance for today every Tuesday at 2. I'm your host Justin Dobbs and in just a moment we'll introduce our panel for today's discussion got something uh, exciting for you today Uh, but first let me invite you to interact with us live Uh, you can join us on YouTube and join the live chat there Uh, we'll be watching that throughout our program but if you have other questions or comments that you'd like for us to discuss today or whether it's something you'd like for us to talk about in the future Uh, We're excited to talk about what your questions and concerns may be in your journey to know the Lord. So please join us at BibleQuest.tv. You can find the podcast recorded there. Uh, You can find previous uh, discussions that may be helpful to you or to other people. And if you find this discussion helpful, please share with other people. But today uh, we have with us Elijah. Elijah is my 13-year-old son. And then we also have with us Scott and Luke. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing good. good good good. uh and luke remind me uh how old are you are
1: you
2: i'm 18. 18.
0: 18. all right so the reason we got our sons with us today is because we're in the book of proverbs and scott what's the plan for today
1: so we're going to take a look at a verse we've already looked at because i want to get some reaction from elijah and lucas and then we're going to go to chapter four which uh, the heading in my Bible has a, is about a father's instruction. A lot of Proverbs has to do with fathers and sons. And then we're going to jump over and we're going to look at some practical warnings at the beginning of chapter six. But the first one is, is a text we covered a few weeks ago. Uh, but I, I want to just read it one more time and get some Elijah and Lucas comment on this. What does this sound like to you? what's going on here, what's the impact. All right, so verse 20, the personification of wisdom. If wisdom was a woman, this is what she's doing. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools knowledge. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge, did not choose fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices for the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will draw secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. So guys, uh, you've read this, both of you read this text before, but as we go through it again here, what are some things that stand out to you? uh, Some things that resonate? Uh, How would you describe it? If you were talking with a friend about this text, what might you say?
2: I think it's just kind of like a I told you so passage kind of goes through and like wisdom has given, wisdom personified as a person has given advice. This is how you need to act. And people clearly don't do it. And it's kind of a, I told you to act this way and they didn't. So it's, I told you so. Yeah, Elijah. I
3: think 26 through uh. Your twenty eight is really important. Uh, you think you're secure and you think you're fine. I got it all taken care of. I got insurance. I got whatever. But eventually, it's nothing. The destruction, the uh, calamity, as it's described, it comes suddenly and without warning. So, even in when you're uh in need, you think you'll have help or security, but in reality, you really won't.
1: Yeah. Justin comments.
0: I don't know. Wisdom sounds like a know-it-all sister. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's sure the kinds of things almost that we warn our daughters not to do or our sons not to do to each other, uh, but there comes a time when we better listen to other people. Um, so whenever the spirit is of a brother or sister warning us not to be foolish, I, I gotta listen
1: to wisdom. And there's something frustrating if you were wisdom you would be frustrated because like look here it is you but look that road that goes off the bridge is out you know it's and people say, i think i'm gonna try it it's got to be frustrating to to watch this is this has a lot to do about consequences and i think in part we have tried to eliminate consequences from modern life. If you think about various ways in which you do that. Uh, some people, when they have tests, they don't want, nobody fails. If you play score sports, we're not going to keep score. Nobody loses. Uh, if you want to work, okay, you can get some money. But if you don't want to work, okay, we'll give you some money. Um, consequences are real. And our society has not gotten better pretending that consequences aren't real. I was working with a friend the other day I've tried to work with repeatedly. and I thought about putting it in terms of like gravity. Gravity is a real thing. And if you don't respect it, and if you don't pay attention to it, you're going to suffer the consequences. Any other thoughts? Anybody before we leave this and move on to chapter uh, three or four?
0: i think that's a helpful thought uh i've looked at this from my own perspective uh but instead i need to look at this from wisdom's perspective uh and i, I do know how frustrating it can be trying to warn someone please don't don't do that Explain all the bad reasons and they just don't listen and and what do you do uh and so wisdom just says i'm not gonna feel sorry for you and I, I think you're right scott is maybe feeling sorry for people uh who are suffering the consequences of foolishness isn't helping them what we need is to point them to more consequences and yeah. over no.
1: i i think it's uh, pointed out many times in the story of the wayward son it it finally says when he came to himself in the last words before when he came to himself and when he came to himself he did a good job of it i mean he changed from being lazy and entitled and refusing responsibility and just wanting indulgent freedom to longing to just give me some responsibility and let me serve and let me work. And I don't deserve anything else. Um, and, and apologetic before God and for his father. Uh, but the last words before when he came to himself is this, nobody gave him anything. Because if somebody had relieved his consequences without learning a lesson, how are you going to learn a lesson?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So we've done before chapter one and I think two and three. So let's jump up to chapter four. And Justin, read however much you want of that or have either of the guys read it. And let's just start, or start working our way through there, please.
0: So chapter four, uh, let's just do one through nine to begin with. Hero sons of Father's instruction. And be attentive that you may gain insight, for I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in on the side of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Uh, get wisdom, get insight, do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom and whatever you get get inside prize her highly and she will exalt you she will honor you if you embrace her she will place on your head a graceful garland she will bestow on you a beautiful crown we can stop there
1: yeah so there's just like there's penalties of ignoring wisdom wow there there's rewards it 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 pays to listen. God's anybody? I
0: just, I don't know. I'm interested, uh, Luke and Elijah. What you think about a father who who keeps saying, "Listen, listen, pay attention." Would you listen to me already? Just, would you hear me, hear me? I don't know. What does that? How does that feel to you to have a father keep saying, "Listen, listen."
2: I guess it depends on the time, to be honest. Sometimes it's easier than others. Sometimes it's um, pretty easy to see the reason why you're supposed to to listen. And Mm -hmm. those times, I think it's probably easier to just go with it. And then there's other times which you may not necessarily agree or understand. Um, And then it can be more difficult. Um, But to think uh, just something within the text itself, I just think it's interesting to think about Solomon having written this and just kind of the way that he like veered away from wisdom yeah, uh, is just really interesting to think about.
1: Yeah, which goes to show the importance of, as James says, be hearers of the word, be doers of the word and not hearers only. And in Solomon's case, be doers of the word, not speakers only. Elijah, how about reading for us uh, verse 10, and if you want to go all the way to the end of the chapter, go to the end of the chapter, or if you get to a spot where you want to stop and open up some discussion, just stop wherever you like.
3: Okay, sounds good. Hear my son and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done something wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and from devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil.
1: What's a favorite passage that jumps out to you guys?
2: This may not be what you're looking for, but something that was occurring to me is, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Um, Because it's talking about the people who can't sleep unless they've done something wrong. I think kind of the natural tendency is supposed to be, when you've done something wrong or something about it, you kind of naturally can't sleep is kind of not at rest um but i just think it's interesting to see in general how much like so many things society and just individuals in general how good is evil and evil is good you yeah. know everything's looked at as backwards pride is looked at is a powerful thing and humility is like looked down on i was i was at the park the other day uh with you actually and we were I was just walking by a guy and uh, he was watching the game with me and someone like called a foul on themselves or something along those lines. he was like, he's being humble. That's so stupid. Like he just thought it was the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> it's just funny to think about like how, how true it is that there really are people who call evil good and good evil and don't bat an eye at it anymore.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's upside down. and And where's it getting us? Society's gotten so much better, hasn't it, with all this nonsense?
0: And we don't we don't seem to know why. Like if verse 19, I think fits with that. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness, they do not know over what they stumble. It's like in the middle of the night and we're too proud to turn on the light. We think we know our way around, and we keep stumbling over stuff, but we refuse to turn the light on anymore. It's like we just keep falling over the same things and we never discover what we're falling over.
1: Yeah, and and not realizing. It says they don't know over what they stumbled. They don't know what it was. And you know, it's guys in prison. One of the things that often characterizes guys in prison is that it was somebody else's fault. You know, it was, maybe it was their mom's fault, their dad's fault, the victim's fault, the policeman's fault, the judge's fault, uh, their co-criminal's fault. It was somebody else's fault. Well... Until you change that attitude, what's going to happen after you get out? I'll Do see you back day. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead and get the card. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, punch your second visit. Um, y- y- we've got to be able to look and realize. Oh yeah, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> I won this stupid prize because I was playing this stupid game. Elijah, what jumps out to you in this text?
3: I really like verse 27. The, uh, the idea is all through here about staying on the right path, staying on the true path, staying on the righteous path. Don't go off the path. Don't swerve. Don't don't go to evil. Don't go to sin. That can be really important, not to just kind of I'll go wherever is easiest. Just kind of go with the flow. Um, That can be really hard. Just sticking to what you know is right, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, even when it would be easier to just kind of do what everybody else is doing, do what would be more fun, do what is more enjoyable. We can't do that. got to do what's right.
1: This passage has become a lot more vivid to me over the past number of years. And I think it, it may date from a time that I went up. Lucas, I know you've been up to Lewis Rocks. Uh, Elijah, have you ever climbed Lewis Rocks over here west of Gettysburg?
3: Don't think so. Uh maybe. Is that where
0: they had the snipers back there?
3: Um okay, that's
1: a, that a devil's okay. down the battlefield. This is this okay. is a mountain ridge uh between Gettysburg and Chambersburg. But okay. I needed to climb up there one time at night. And to climb that mountain at night, okay. and in the daytime, there's spots that are kind of tricky, but to do it at night. And it made me think about this text. Maybe that's what got me thinking about it. How vivid this would be to an Israelite, because we came from Adams County today. Uh, You came in a car. I came in a truck. Justin, you're going to go somewhere today, and you're probably going to take a vehicle. And if you don't, Elijah, if you're walking in the neighborhood, you're you're walking on the sidewalk. Israelites would use paths a lot. And if you're traveling, say, from, you know, one city to another or one region to another, you might be on on an animal. You might be on foot. And sometimes your path is going to lead you to a village. And there's plenty of flat places to stand. But sometimes your path is going to take you through the mountains and along some ridges and different things. And when you walk the Appalachian Trail, what are some things you run into on the Appalachian Trail loop?
2: Uh, All kinds of things, animals, wildlife, roots in the way that you can trip on. fallen trees, rocks. Rocks. Yeah,
1: yeah. And imagine trying to run that at night. So Psalm 119, your word is a light to my feet. We might feel it more visibly if you imagine driving down the road and all of a sudden all your headlights go out it's night and all the headlights go out. That would be scary. Well, for an Israelite walking paths, why do the five foolish virgins miss the wedding? Yeah, they didn't have their lamps. They, they, they don't have a lamp. So we need a lamp for our feet. And this says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. Shines brighter and brighter until the full day. You, you see where you need to go And where not to go. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. And picture him running down the Appalachian Trail, tripping over one of those rocks or roots. And as he goes down and breaks his kneecap, he he doesn't even know what tripped him up. He just knows he's going down. And then verse 25, let your eyes look directly forward. Gaze straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left and back to verse 14. Don't follow the path of the wicked. Verse 15, avoid it. Don't go on. it. Go ahead, Justin. The
0: the thought here strikes me um, that the world tells us look inside yourself, um, be true to yourself. Um, You know, all this inward reflection where we sort of, intuitively know the answer to life's problems. Uh, And if you just kind of breathe in and breathe out, then the universe will tell your heart the truth. Uh, And I I don't know. I know so many people that believe that, and even Christians that are kind of falling prey to that. Um, But in all this, it's, you know, consider your path, ponder your feet. Don't swerve the right or the left, as Elijah pointed out. But in verse 23, he doesn't say, listen to your heart. He says, guard your heart. Uh, and so I've got to be really thoughtful about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what my desires are going to lead me to do. Yeah. Uh, because if I don't, then it's going to lead me to death. Uh, I, I want to protect it because it flows out the springs of life. So uh, the wise person is looking around, but they're also looking to the dangers inside of us. Uh, and Jesus talks about uh, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, what comes out of a man that defiles him what goes down in the well comes up in the bucket. And, yeah. and so I've got to be thoughtful about what I'm wanting and who I am on the inside.
1: Yeah. Another thing that's common today too, is people deceiving themselves and deceiving others. It's like, you can pretend to be whoever, or whatever you are on social media. You can fake a persona to, and, and it, you can use all kind of filters and backgrounds and just all, tell lies or whatever to build this fake image. And sometimes we build a fake image for ourselves. Sometimes a fake image for other people. And new Testament says repeatedly, don't deceive yourself. And, and it's not looking into ourselves as if we're all there is. It's we look up to God and we look out and listen to his word.
0: Yeah. there's something out there that i I need I don't have it uh, which leads me back to verse five um, and verse seven he says get wisdom get insight and then verse seven the beginning of wisdom which earlier chapter 1 verse seven was was the fear of the Lord but here he says the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom um I don't know that that seems overly simplistic Do you have any thoughts about what that means how to get wisdom get wisdom
1: well th- guys think about guys your age what are what are some of the priorities of guys your age
3: popularity
1: yeah that's huge get popularity you know whatever you get get popularity um the man i sometimes i've pointed out to people i've asked people to think about to realize how much this well i ask you justin uh did were you Homeschooled or public school? I was public school. Public school. Um, And when you were in public school, there was a pretty big deal about who was popular and who was not. Sure. Um, How often are you now in contact with the guys you went to high school with?
0: I live a thousand miles away from the people I went to high school with.
1: Yeah, but you're in touch with them every day, and you you care about each other's lives. Yeah,
0: I do actually. No, I don't.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. And, And sometimes I'll be in a room with teenagers, and I'll ask them, "Think about your dad's friends. How many of them are the guys they went to high school with?" And occasionally, you know, you'll have a real friendship of two guys that were friends in high school, and they were meaningful people, and the friendship continued. But most of the time, that's exactly not what it is. Those people that you're around in high school end up having very little to do with the rest of your life. You'll develop some real friendships, you'll but oftentimes it's not them. But when you're in high school, man, it seems like what they think of me is everything. Yeah, so get popularity. Put some other priorities of high schoolers. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah how if you were going to ask a bunch of uh teenagers to list some priorities how many of them would put wisdom high on the list well so it's very simple but it simply gets ignored too much and so proverbs is saying <laughs> get wisdom this yeah. is the thing this is what's going to benefit you
0: and i think maybe the instruction here. Um if, if wisdom is starting to sound attractive because of all the things that come with wisdom that are mentioned in chapter one and chapter two, and even here, uh, he's, he says, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, but how do you do it? Wisdom is both easy and hard to get. Yes. Um, it, it's hard because you have to work for it. Yes. It's easy because God gives it to people who work for it earlier in, in chapter two. Um, he talks about those who, in verse four, seek it like silver. And I don't know about you. If I'm, I'm going to seek silver, I wouldn't just like walk outside my house, go down the sidewalk, and go to the playground and like, oh, there's silver. Somebody left silver on the ground. But you have to, you have to dig a hole. and You have to put on your mining equipment and like start pounding rock. Uh, but then the next passage says in Proverbs two verse six, the Lord gives wisdom. So how do you go about getting wisdom? You just try. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about exercising and, and uh, how do you go about you know losing weight? well have you tried you know how do you how do you gain muscle have, have you tried lifting weights and, and sometimes it's just as easy as starting yeah and it starts coming so how do you get wisdom? well you just gotta try to get wisdom you gotta try to listen to God listen to your parents and pretty soon it starts happening before you know it and then you get wiser it just happens.
1: And one of the big things about it in Proverbs is listen, listen, listen to the word of God, listen to your mother, listen to your father, listen to correction and you get wisdom. I want to come back in a minute, but first I want to turn it over to see getting comments that Elijah and Lucas have for us, but I want to come back in a a minute to something there that you said that's so important about easy and hard. So uh, before I, that disappears from my mind. I'm gonna put a marker there. Uh, but I wanna see here, Elijah and Lucas, I wanna see what comments you guys have on this text, anything else in here, or anything that uh, comes to mind that would be beneficial for folks.
3: This entire section is uh, about listening to wisdom, listening to a father. Um, a big part of wisdom is listening to the generation or uh, others before you the older ones, the wiser ones, your fathers may be among them, but also the uh, perhaps the elders in your congregation. teenagers don't really care what the adults say they'll say yeah fine whatever kind of in one ear at the other just kind of do what they want. they'll go where they want, do what they want with their friends just kind of not really make obeying their parents priority and that's that's an important part of verse. That verse, uh, chapter
2: four through here. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention one thing, complimenting um, one point from earlier about wisdom is, of course, we need to just try and get it. There it also reminded me a lot of James one, where I think we also should be praying specifically that God will give it to oh, us. Yeah. Uh, in James one, verse uh, five, it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and to him it will be given um so obviously there's uh, a functionality part of this where you need to just try to start having wisdom but i also think it's important to go ahead and pray about it and let it be known to god that i want wisdom Mm -hmm. good
0: we also got a comment here on uh, youtube Uh, there's a fine line between popular talking about being popular earlier uh, between being popular and infamous Uh, so what are you willing to do to to get popularity If that's your goal and where you're going to draw
1: the line um yeah and a lot of people now behave in infamous horrible ways to get noticed and that's how they get famous hmm. a, a lot of people now are famous for being famous but they're famous started by you know something really bad and it's it's a mess so Any any other comments, uh, you younger guys, before I come back to this simple and hard? I really appreciate y'all's comments today. Go ahead, Elijah.
3: With the uh, infamous and popular, a lot of the times to get popular, you might do things that are not so great and that uh, your friends might think are really cool, but are really not good. So that it can seem, quote unquote, popular at the time, but really, it's
1: not good. It's stuff you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Lucas, anything else? Yep. All right. So Justin brought this up about both easy and hard. Let's take a couple of the uh, things he mentioned and explore it just a minute. I think most things in life that are really important are both easy and hard. They're, they're simple and hard. For example, let's take losing weight. If, if I... I'm two hundred pounds overweight. Man, what? How can I do anything? Well, the answer is kind of simple. What's the answer if I'm two hundred pounds overweight? Diet. Yeah, I got to watch what I eat and what else.
0: Start burning calories.
1: Yeah. It, it it's it's not rocket science, but that would be hard. Because it means
0: self-control.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because healthy food, there there's there's that cheeseburger and fries, and then there's a healthy food, and it's easier to grab the cheeseburger and fries. And after I've had my cheeseburger and fries, that lazy boy looks a little bit easier than the weight bench. And and so we make when we make easy when we always take the easy road, you will have a hard life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The answer was simple. Control what you eat and, 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 and exercise and, and burn calories. That's hard to do. Getting out of debt. A person's accumulated a bunch of say credit card debt. And what what are some simple things they can do now? Budget. Yeah, yeah. Make a budget. And then stick to it. Stick to it. Uh, if need be, cut up the credit card and stop going to Starbucks every morning. And um, you know, maybe sell some stuff, work some extra hours. But is that stuff enjoyable? Does that sound good to the person who's been wasting money and just just playing plastic like it's real money? And well, it's going to be hard to get out of debt with the answers. Simple, uh, and. It, marriage raising kids the answers are simple but they're a lot of work and that's that's kind of how life is Mm -hmm.
0: and it's good like it's it's um when you lose i've never been 200 pounds overweight but i can imagine that once you start losing it whether it's 20 pounds or 30 pounds it feels good oh yeah when your marriage that was really sour and I'm on, on the verge of being over suddenly you want to go home at the end of the day, you want to spend time with your spouse. Your kids are enjoyable now um, because you have started practicing some self discipline and some discipline at the home. There are some immediate rewards to those kinds of sacrifices. And so suddenly what was so hard actually is not that hard anymore because it's enjoyable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm up here in a piece of property uh, that I bought to be closer to the work up here. Um, so it's on the mountainside near the uh, meeting place, but it'd been abandoned for six years. Justin, you were here one day helping me work on it. It was, it was a mess. And uh, so it was cheap, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but like, i'm looking at a section out here out in the yard that i like on the other side of the driveway it used to be just tangled vines and just a mess but underneath there there was a little rock wall and we worked and worked and cleared things out and harvested rock you know uh loads from uh where i could get the rock and brought it in and brought it in and worked and, worked. and now it's it, it's pleasant over there I, I like it over there but the you get the the benefit from doing the work. Mm-hmm. If whatever your yard is, if you never mow it, if you never weed it, if you never take it, it's just going to be a jungle, and you're not going to spend time in your yard. Everything worthwhile, you need to put some effort into it, but it's it's easier not to.
0: And and that is so much of the message here throughout Proverbs, but even in Chapter Four is. This, this keeping your heart, uh, being diligent to plunder the path of your feet, it's just a day in, day out exercise of discipline. Uh, and so all the things we're talking about with, with making hard things simple by just saying one step at a time, yeah, it's a slow and steady, fact, another comment here slow and steady is slow in our culture. We're attracted to fast, we, we want quick answers, we want it now, uh, but so much of it is just one step at a time, day in, day out, and then you turn around and you've gone quite a ways.
1: Have you guys seen the meme that says small steps matter and it has the two ladders? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Justin described that for us.
0: You've got two ladders and um, would you rather have a ladder that took you up 20 feet with only three rungs or would you rather have a ladder that took you up 20 feet and it was... Twenty rungs, you know. Yeah. Well, one more steps. Boy, that's just so hard. Twenty steps on that ladder. Well, obviously you you want the twenty steps. Uh, so if you got these two ladders, you know, which one are you gonna choose? You know, these these little steps rather than impossible steps.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw the the first step was above the guy's hand reach, and he's yeah. you know, the the step. If you could make a step, wow, you made it a long way. But it's out of his reach, and the other guys. It's like step at a time, step at a time, step at a time.
3: And oftentimes the uh the one takes a little longer. It's often higher. It's often better. It often gives you uh more, more for your money, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump ahead to chapter six unless anybody else has something there. And let's let's read uh first uh six through five. And if we have time, but we probably won't, uh, the next section. Um, oh, let's go ahead and do 1 through 11. Uh,
2: one of you guys read verses 1 through 11. That's six. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, this do, Then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, O oh sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she perhaps she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest how long will you lie there o oh sluggard when will you arise from your sleep a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man again consequences
1: thoughts anybody I'm just
0: I'm kind of shocked one through five this idea of how dangerous it is um, verse verse five save yourself from a gazelle from the hand of the hunter like a bird from the hand of the fowl he's talking about life and death it's just you know I'm giving my pledge to someone you know I'm going into debt with them and he describes the situation as as dangerous as all that yeah. but but it can be uh,
1: let me share a story. A buddy of mine years ago, um, his dad had had a habit of sometimes skirting the law, not paying taxes, finding some way to try to do something, but often counting on somebody else. Oh. And his son was much more industrious, and he'd, he'd gotten a degree, and it was hard work. He tried to go in business with his dad. That wasn't working out. But his dad said, hey, hey, there's this guy over here, this friend, of mine. you should loan him some money. He, he needs to do, he needs this business loan. You, you should loan him the money. So on the advice of his dad, he does. Well, in first place, what kind of a businessman needs to get his buddy's son to give him a loan?
0: Somebody who can't get a loan from a
1: bank. That's right. When he goes to the bank, they look at his credit score, which shows the debts he has not paid, that he signed and said he would pay, And they say, no, we're not going to loan you the money. But my friend listens to his dad, loans him the money. And it's for this, I guess, the office building or storefront, whatever it was. And then of course, not surprisingly, guess what the guy does? Starts not making the payments, misses a payment, misses another payment, missing that. But, but, and what it was, he co signed. That's what it was. He, he right. co-signed. And yeah, he didn't give him the money directly. He co signed at the bank, which is like what this is like security for nothing. And after about the guy's about three months in arrears, then guess who gets the phone call? The son. Yeah. And this month's payment is due and last month's and the month before and all the penalties and he ended up. And so for a number of years, a lot of his money from his labor had to go. he he ended up paying about $50,000 and he paid it, but he learned the lesson. You know, it's, it's one thing to give somebody something, but when you co-sign for somebody, you're saying, I'll do this. And if you've done that and you get into a situation where you can't go to them, like for instance, if you find yourself in a bind, contact the bank and say, Hey, I'm in trouble. This happened. You know, I just lost my job or this, what can I do? You know, cause I don't want to not pay my bills, but I'm in a hole now. Right. They're going to treat you better. If you immediately go to them, give no eyes to your sleep, nor eyelids to slumber, go immediately and talk to them and they'll they'll be more eager to make arrangements with a person when they realize hey you take this seriously you realize you owe the money we're going to work with you than if you're just not answering the phone not responding to it. so just good advice here yeah i mean i had a, a
0: buddy in college who uh who wrote out versus 10 through 11 and put it next to his bed, <laughs> next <laughs> to his <one> alarm clock. He <laughs> that guy likes to sleep, <laughs> um, but it's just it's like a door on his hinges, just flopping over on the bed. A lot of movement doesn't go anywhere. Um, and something as simple as an ant, you know, Solomon gets our attention and says, "Some people don't have as much sense as an insect." Yeah, uh, but but just a little again, what you're saying earlier, just do the do the work. And you'll see the payoff.
1: Have you ever seen a non busy ant? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ants <laughs> just chilling.
3: <laughs> They're
1: busy little guys.
3: And they can do so much. They're tiny, but they'll lift things that are. Oh, yeah. Lift their weight. lift ginormous uh, dead bugs. They'll lift ginormous leaves that are. Things that are heavier
1: than them. They're just like.
3: And they keep doing it they do it all day long they don't say whoo i'm done let me for i don't know two hours or something then i'll do it again
0: and, and i wonder how many of us as christians need to to take verse seven to heart um we have a chief we have a ruler in heaven but when's the last time that he sent me a memo and said justin today you need to be xyz uh i don't have somebody hanging over my shoulder, telling me what to do for the Lord from day to day. Uh, I need to have as much sense as an ant to know what my chief and ruler tells me to do and get busy doing it. Uh, it's not enough for you to say, well, Jesus didn't tell me to do it. Today. Well, read for yourself what he said to do and get busy doing it. That may be about all the time we have today. Scott, was there anything else that you wanted to look at?
1: No, that's, that's been good.
0: Proverbs is so rich. Uh, it's just a treasure trove here. Uh, and, and we saw that in chapter two some time ago, just the treasures that Proverbs is. So uh, we'll we'll spend some more time on Proverbs in coming weeks. That's the discussion for today. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, and if you found this discussion helpful, we, we ask that you just uh, share with others. And if you have requests for future studies and discussions in God's word, you can visit our website at BibleQuest.tv. So thanks for joining in. God be with you. And if willing, we'll see you next week.